0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. Today we're reading from the big book, chapter six, and we're on page 76, the third paragraph. Now we need more action, reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Gail B, for the 12 traditions, Diane V. Reading the text are Janice B, Craig App, and Cynthia C. The reference numbers for Tuesday, December 17, 2019, are for the 7 a.m., 13837, that's 13,837, and for the 10 a.m. are 13,838, that's 13,838. OA preamble. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Gail B. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. This is Gail B. from Massachusetts. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thoughts through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you to... For allowing me to be of service.
0: Thank you so much, Gail. Okay, now I will ask Diane V to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning, Katie. I'm Diane V, a compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first, personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Six, oh, I'm sorry, that was six. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centres may employ special workers. Nine, OA as, as such, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do service,
0: and I pass. Thank you, Diane. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 76, the third paragraph. Now we need more action. I will ask Janice B to begin reading.
3: Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B. We cover compulsive overeater in Vermont. Now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. We subjected ourselves to a drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris, which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Okay, so um we would go any lengths for victory over alcohol, and um that is not that is not the only reason why we are making um, doing steps eight and nine. remember the uh bedevilments in, um that we read about how our lives were when we were trying to live our lives uh based on self-centeredness and we were th- thinking I was thinking about myself all the time I mean that's where I come from I I my default is self-centeredness I'm human and and all those character defects that I that I identified in um in uh, step four, um, and then looked at, again, in step six, um, those character defects were my protections, and they got me where I was, which was spiritually dead, stuffing my face, and um, and a very unhappy camper, and I didn't want to live like that anymore. And it's not magic that um, li- living in the sunlight of the spirit. Like it says here, we need, we need more action. We need action. We need to take action. I need to take action. And what does that look like? Well, here, we haven't had the spiritual awakening yet, so we're going to be confronted with lots of fear, at least, at least I was, um it's not easy to to do something new and different. It's not easy to transform, but the rewards are so wonderful. Living in the sunlight of the spirit when um I'm thinking of other people more than I'm thinking about myself and it comes naturally. It's um it's it's an And it begins here. It begins here with cleaning up the past, making a list in step eight, and then making direct amends in step nine. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you so much, Janice. Um, Okay, so if you just got on here, we're on page 76, the third paragraph. Now we need more action. We read just that one paragraph. And if you haven't shared in the last couple of days, who would like to share? Rachel, H. K.
4: Riva
5: H. Rachel K.
0: Reva P. Rachel K. Reva P.
5: Amy G. Amy G. Okay, you can take a couple more. Yami yeah, from Spain.
0: Yummy. Yeah, okay. Vicky V. Vanita L. Vicky V. And uh, who was that L? Vanita L. Vanita L.
6: Well, Venita with a V.
0: Yes, I got Vanita with a V. Okay. Okay, let's go with Charles H, Rachel K, Reba P, Amy G, Yami from Spain, Vicki B, and Vanita L. Go ahead, Charles.
7: Thank you very much, Katie L. Charles H, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, So this is straight out of the book of James, Faith Without Works is Dead. Can I flip this one here, which, is, which, which would be a second-step issue? Um, I've worked with many people that have done the work. They did it so perfectly. They did it so great. We we was in for a long talk, and at the end of the talk, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Can I flip this thing? Works without faith is dead. It's dead. If you're perfect,
5: you don't need to work these steps. you got. God. You don't need to be
7: here. You don't need to dial in the line. We're not perfect. (laughs) You know, as I've said before, this is summer school. It's winter school too, autumn school, spring school. This is, you know, at 1201 I turn into a pumpkin. I'm getting better at 10 steps because we need more action. We need more. We The first 100 and the first million and everybody that's recovered, we need more action. Don't mean that we don't have fear. Don't mean that we don't have anxiety. Don't mean that we don't have issues, emotional instability on a daily basis. And I think it was said on this line several times that after the ninth step, we have a daily reprieve. We don't even have a daily reprieve unless we did some, some work. We don't have a daily reprieve. We're a white knuckling it. And I can say that boldly. And I ain't got to say sorry. And I ain't got to say excuse me. And I don't care if I stepped on your feet because you know what? People disturbed me before. And it, I realize now that I need more action. And I'm going to leave some time on the clock.
0: Thank you, Charles. Okay, Rachel Kay, you're up, followed by Reba P.
4: Hi, this is Rachel K from San Francisco, California. Um, yeah, I am glad I'm getting an opportunity to share. I don't often uh, share on this meeting because I'm getting ready for work, but I've been listening uh, to really energized my program. Um, yeah, I love this paragraph and I love the part about, <clears throat> remember we were willing to go to any length uh, for victory over alcohol, for victory over food that is a good reminder because um at this point in working the steps you know it it's uh, i was told that at the very beginning but now we're on steps 8 and 9 and i need that reminder because it's getting things are getting things are getting scary things are getting harder and harder and um it is also a good reminder for me by the grace of god i've been abstinent for about 19 and a half years now but so you know, the bottom, I've, I've got to raise the bottom um, or else I'm doomed. I'm doomed to go right back to where I was. You know, my next binge is as far as away as my mouth is to my hand. Um, it, is, it is breathing over my shoulder unless I continue with a program of action and continue with rigorous honesty. And what that means for me today is being entirely honest at work no matter what people think of me, um, because, you know, I'm, I have a huge outsized ego and along with that ego comes fear, fear of what you're going to think of me, um, fear. You're going to fire me fear. You're not going to give me a raise fear, 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 fear. I'm going to do something wrong. Um, and I have to be uh, willing to be just as I have to be willing to be entirely absent and I have to be willing to be entirely honest uh when it comes to um my relationships with other people even those people that i strongly dislike um i have to keep my side of the street clean or else i don't know if um you know not living in steps eight and nine if not making amends and not amending my behavior which is nine times out of ten what this step means for me today although there are plenty of times that uh, I have to go back and uh, make an amends, a verbal amends. Um, but if I'm not willing to be completely honest then then I'm doomed. I don't know if I don't know if the next lie that I tell is gonna be the one that sends me back into massive binges, you know, spending you know thousands of dollars on food because I am face down in it every day. Um, But it could be, and I I don't like those odds. Um, So I'm so grateful for this reminder. Remember, we are willing to go to any length. Thank you. I'll wrap up.
0: Okay. Okay. That's it. Thanks. Okay, Reva P., you're up, followed by Amy G.
8: Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. This is the amends steps we're starting to read about, and uh, this was really um, what made a huge impact on my recovery. And I love the fact that I am reminded that an apology means I give some excuse for my behavior, but after I've looked at all of my behavior in the previous steps, amend means to change for the better. This is the change step. Um, and, And how do I change? Um, You know, I think of six and seven as like this pivot point where I'm running the whole show and all of a sudden I'm starting to pivot and say, okay, God, you help me run the show. You show me what to do, guide my thoughts, guide my actions. So I love how it says we go out. And who am I going out with? I'm going out with um, my higher power. and I I do this step with the guidance of a recovered sponsor um, to know, What do I do? Where do I do? When do I do it? Um, I don't go out there alone. Um, And the thing that strikes me the most is this business of am I willing to go to any lengths? Because, you know, when God starts directing my life, it's not always comfortable. So I may not want to do it. I may not like doing this stuff. I may feel really uncomfortable. But the question that helps me is asking myself, am I willing to go? I don't have to like it. I don't, my sponsor always tells me, you don't have to like it, you don't have to want it, but are you willing to do it? And when I ask myself that question, um, you know, that's really um, very telling. Do I want to recover? Am I willing? Um, and it goes with anything, with the food. You know, am I willing to call the restaurant before, even though it's uncomfortable? Am I willing to speak up and have the courage to say something um, that I'm afraid to say um, because it's uncomfortable? Still uncomfortable. I'm, if I'm willing, I can go really, really far. Um, but yeah, this is where God starts um, running my life and and recreating my life. Um, and that's why I think there are such amazing promises by the end of step nine, because this is a really changing for the better process, and with that I pass.
5: Thank you, Reba. Okay, Amy G, you're up, followed by Yami.
9: Thanks, Katie. Thanks for your service. Thanks everyone for a meeting, an awesome meeting. My name's Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Wow, this is such a great paragraph. And, and and I think it's so it's so awesome to see how these steps, you know, they just build on each other in the sense that it says we have a list of all persons, you know, we made it when we took inventory. And as I guided through the steps and and making that inventory, those names started to pop out loud and clear. And there were even some that I talked to my sponsor about uh, that weren't on that list that still needed to have amends to. And I can't, you know, ditto, ditto to what was said earlier about working with a recovered sponsor to help me really take a look at what this list is and who truly needs to be on it and who doesn't. And and it was hard, and it was scary, you know, and, and I had to be willing because they put it in italics here. Remember, I'm going to go to any lengths to have victory over my compulsive reading to live sanely and happily in this world. I mean, I mean, all I had to do is look at this sentence. My effort to live on self-will and run the show, well, how did that work for you, Amy? Well, got me dying of this disease is how my self-will and running the show and wanting to control everything around me. I know where that got me. So I had to be willing. And God blessed the sponsor and the patients that said, okay, we're going to have three columns here. We're going to do the easy amends column. We're going to do the not so easy amends column. And then we're going to do when hell freezes over amends column. And it's beautiful for me. And that's true about the spiritual recovery and the promises because in making those amends and when I got to those actual lists of when hell freezes over and made those amends, God did for me what I could not do for myself. My higher power showed up and stayed. But I had to be willing. Because I was up against the wall of compulsive overeating and the reality that if I did not change and if I did not make those amends, that I would relapse. And I also wanted to say, for me, this idea of drastic self-appraisal, that doesn't change just after I do the amends. You know, that is a constant issue for me. You know, we can only coast downhill in this program. I mean, only I can. I need to continue to grow spiritually. And that means amends that need to happen in recovery. I recently made an amends to my son, and I'll wrap up with this, that was not a 10-step. It was an amends from a long time ago with some issues of his being diagnosed with something that I blamed him for as a personality character defect. And I had to sit down with my adult son and uh, and make those amends. And it was beautiful. It was hard. It was beautiful. And yet it was a thing that needed to happen for me. And that is something that me about drastic self-appraisal that doesn't stop i continue to grow in awareness of myself and my behaviors and make those amends as necessary in recovery that's important as well for
0: me and with that i'll pass thank you amy
5: okay yami you're up followed by Vicki b yami star one We can't hear you, Yami, from Spain. Okay, well, maybe we'll come back to her. And how about Vicki V.? Are you
0: available? Yes, Katie, I'm here. Can I be heard? Yes.
10: Thank you. Good morning. I'm Vicki V. Um, I love this paragraph. In step eight, my action is just to be willing. In step nine, my action was to follow my sponsor's guidance and write out my amends to the person, place, or thing. The focus uh, to be on the, my, in a change in my behavior. While in step eight, uh, I needed God's help to become willing to let go of the fear of the outcome so that when I got to step nine, God guided me to and through my step nine amends. In one case, God made possible an opportunity for an amends to my brother and his wife that I never thought would be possible. For he is a sick man, and his wife is a a sick woman. There is no coincidence that we are from the same family. For three years, the estrangement continued and widened and became more hopeless. Is it God, odd or is it God that while working my last step nines, he brought an opportunity for amends to us all in a situation that could have been fatal? We all agree it was God. We all agree that nothing less than the grace of God could have brought us to where we are today. Yes, faith without works is indeed dead. Apologies mean nothing. The work is in the action of willingness to change my behaviors moving forward and to be open to responding to the opportunities to change as God brings them to me. In many cases, it just means being quiet. Just do the next right thing and let go of the outcome. In this way, there is a possibility of an outcome beyond my wildest dreams because I'm not in charge. Thank you for letting me share today, and with that, I pass.
5: Well, thank you, Vicki. Okay, Yami, are you available now? Okay,
0: let's go on to Venita L. And then we'll open it up for more shares.
5: Venita, star one. Hi, I'm here. Um, Hi, this is
6: Venita, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and also the behaviors of undereating and weight-obsessing. Um, yeah, you know, I've been in this program about five years, and I'm getting a great deepening through being exposed to the vision for you from a sponsee when I moved to Georgia just several months ago. And it's super um, exciting to me because I can feel the power in vision for you. And it's really striking me much more clearly that the power of this program is dismantling our egos and dismantling my ego and making me vulnerable, um, which is where also I get to access God's power. And the first time I did the eighth and ninth step in um, another program, it was so dramatic being relieved of this guilt and shame for things I had done that I had never admitted to anybody. And um, that's part of our ego, right? A sponsor recently pointed out to me when I was doing the fourth step that for me to be feeling shame about some things that I did is... um, is my ego, right? And that was really, revolu- that was very revolutionary to me. And I recently made amends to my daughter for something that I thought was pretty minor. And it really opened up a lot of shame and stuff. So making amends is powerful for people who might be afraid of doing it. Um, making these lists and being willing to be vulnerable and being willing to go to people and make things right. Is Such a powerful step that nobody should want to miss it, in my opinion. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Vanita. Okay, so if you've just joined us, we're on page 76, the third paragraph. Now we need more action. Who else would like to share?
11: Larry
12: Larry K. I'm
0: sorry, Craig. was that Craig and then Larry?
13: Ross and sorry.
0: Elise N. Elise Elise N. Okay, I got you, Elise. Um, take a few more. Okay, let's go with Craig F., Larry K., Russ M., and Elise N. Go ahead, please, Craig. Uh,
11: Thank you. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um. We're on essentially step eight, and step eight says uh, that we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Um, My uh, uh, hesitancy at at this step for a long time wasn't so much fear as it was uh, resentment. Um, I uh, found it difficult to make amends to somebody when my magnifying glasses said that they had harmed me more than I had harmed them, or that if they'd harmed me at all, uh, that uh, why should I make amends? It Wasn't it uh, 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 it difficult? And and what I also found was that if I go to somebody to make amends to them, carrying those kind of resentments, then I'm probably going to make a mess of it, that I'm going to... That uh, I'm, I'm not going to go with the right attitude and the right words and the right inflection, and then people will pick up on that. So that w- w- for me, what I had to do at this point too was uh, I, I had to I had to get over my resentment to the person I was going to make amends to, and the program taught me how to do that, and it taught me to do that by praying the resentment prayer and the sick man prayer. For those people, and until I got to the point where I was comfortable, where the, where where the the, mag, the magnificent magnifying glasses had been turned around, and and I could see those people in, in their humanity and see my part in it in its perspective, and so you know, it, it, in some cases it took quite a while. You know, an, an ex-wife it took uh, a long time to to get to the point of of uh giving up my resentment, giving up my uh uh self centered point of view to where I could make an effective amends to to that person. And and the program again taught me how to do that with the resentment prayer. And so with that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Craig. Okay, Larry, you're up followed by Russ. Russ
12: please. Larry. Hey, Katie. Sorry about that. I was unmuting. Larry K. Recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Thanks for your service, Katie, and thanks for all the shares. You know, the, this um, this process of 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 get of getting to the place of willingness in step eight to make restitution for harms done. It's um, it's a it's a challenging thing. What we're trying to do is we're trying to you know why why. First, I have to ask myself, why do I want to make restitution? Because I want to be able to become unblocked from God, and God will effectuate change in me. I want to effectuate a change. This is all about an internal restructuring where I, don't, I begin to not think and feel and act the way I used to do, that I could be, in a sense, reborn. And that's what we're getting at here. And as uh, even Craig alluded to, you know, the, the challenges as many of the people that we put on our list that perhaps we brought some harm to. I, I brought, my mother brought me quite a bit of harm, whether intentionally or unintentionally. I'll just use that as an example. And over the many years since I was a, a, a boy,
7: when when much
12: of that harm began. I then created some harm for her. I I withheld love. Perhaps as she began to change and I began to grow and mature, I distanced myself. I I, I wanted revenge in a sense, not in a physical sense, but I, I exacted emotional revenge and I thought I was justified in doing so. So I was really blocked off in a sense from understanding the harm, I was so, there was such a pull as to the harm that she had done to me and I began to relive that, that the notion of making restitution for the harms that I had done was sort of obliterated. It was obliterated in my resentment and my fear and my anger. We make restitution. We have willingness to make restitution because we want to become whole We want not only the other person perhaps to have an opportunity to become whole through our making restitution, but we want God to make us whole, and we want to be brought to a peaceful place of existence. I want to be able to be serene and peaceful in the midst of calamity. I need God to flow through me. If there's no belief in a higher power greater than me, then there will be no sustainable reason that I need to make amends. Because it's just kind of tit-for-tat. It's you, you get me, I get you, and so it goes. And I will need food, and I will need other behaviors to calm my nerves, to get through and to cope through life. So the idea of making restitution and a willingness to make restitution, we need a strong sense of why. Why? Because I want to become peaceful and whole as a human being so that I can be of maximum service to God and to those about me. That's why. With that, I pass. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, um, Larry. And now we have Russ M. Followed by Elise N.
13: Good morning, Katie. Good morning, family. Good morning, Russ M. Recover compulsive overeater. So, willingness, right? We jot jot these things down. People we got to make amends to, and you know, sometimes I think just willing to be willing. Give. Get, gives a little bit of healing you know it, it, it gives you a little bit of confidence to to open the door to make these amends and you know and making the amends moving forward with them and just cleaning your side of the street up you know there's 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 humility in that like true not this false stuff where i need to get patted on my back but true humility which you know, it, it 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 breaks it breaks chains. You know, for years and years and years when I would say somebody say I'm sorry to somebody, I wouldn't give myself to them. You know, what wasn't wholeheartedly. It was half hearted because I had my guard up because how are they going to use that against me? But because of working these steps and actually seeing the truth of the whole deal that I may have set a lot of this stuff up. That I have to be a man and make up for what I've done to create these things. And, you know, I can do that now. It's only because of God and this program. And, you know, I'm a desperate guy. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, just like everybody else, I guess. But, you know, in my head, I'm a, I'm desperate. If I don't do it the way the book puts it out or the way, you know, my, my handsome, good-looking sponsor uh, taught me, if I don't do it that way, I'm going to die. And, you know, I want to be free. And more than that, I want to be close to God and to be able to serve others. And, and you know, that got rid of a lot of the fear with doing the amends. So I'm all out now. You know, I'm sure you know that by the way I talk because, you know, I can't never, you know. <laughs> I tell you what's on my mind, right? This is who I am now because of this program. You know, I, I, I can make amends with reckless abandon and just worry about not doing it again. So y'all have a good day. Love you.
0: Thank you, Russ. Okay, now we'll have Elise Ann, and then we'll open it up for more shares. So get ready, Elise. Hi, this is Elise Ann. Thank you for your service.
14: Um, well, I'm right smack into um, doing my amends, and I also started to sponsor. And one thing about sponsoring, it's like what they say in OA when you you know you can never eat the same way again. If you're going to give the program over to somebody else and tell them to do certain things, I get a big kick out of telling them what to do because, you know, it's like with your kids, they don't listen, but your sponsors do, you know, but that's kind of funny too. Um, but I have to be doing the same thing. You know, I have to stay on the straight and narrow. And I'm doing these amends, but I'm taking, I'm getting nervous and I'm not doing them, you know, and in a quick enough way. And somebody on the, on the phone said today that, you know, they kind of check in. Did you, which ones did you do today? Did you do one or two of them today? And that's what I think I need to do. Um, there's one that I need to do and I'm nervous to approach the person because she can have kind of an attitude and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure she's going to like that I say anything to her. She's going to say, "Why are you bringing that up again?" You know, it's long in the past. You don't need, We don't need to talk about that. I'm anticipating what she's going to say, and I'm really. I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for her. Um, and I need to talk to my sponsor about whether we think it's going to hurt her, um, whether I should do it or I shouldn't do it, um, and then move on. You know, so and I don't have that many to do. Because um, I have been living in a way that I haven't made, haven't had to make too many amends, as so I've been in program a long time. But one of the biggest amends I have is that when I started, when I was in relapse and I was eating, I'm not the most responsible mother or you know daughter or, or whatever. I, I'm in my food, and I I can't think about I can think about little else. And so you know. There are amends to be made, but I am making a living amends to my children through the way that I'm living so and they see that, and so that's you know it's uh and and that's the biggest amends that I can make, but I still may need to speak to them about it, so I think she and I are going to have another talk today about exactly what to do and what to say um and then you know I can get moving on it. But um, I feel good about it and, you know, I feel like it's the right, you know, the right thing to do. And I did share that um, I've had a big shift in um, that I was holding a lot of resentments towards some people that I've been able to let go of. When I went to the conference, I heard that, you know, if someone did something to you and you really have no part in it, it can be harder to let go of because it's that self-righteous indignation. And um, so after 40 years, I've been time, able please. to learn things. So thank you. Thanks a lot.
0: Bye. Thank you, Elise. Okay. So we have time for another five sharers. Who would like to do that? We're on page 76, the third paragraph. Now we need more action. Leon B. Leon B. Roz G, Roz Vin G, v- Karen R- P, Dorita P, Karen Os- and Dorita P. Okay, I've got my... R- um, Sally, I'll put you down in case we still have time. Um, okay, so I got Leon B, Roz G, Vinny T, Karen, I think it was T, I'm not positive, Dorita P, and if we have time, Sally A. Go ahead,
15: please, Leon. Good morning. This is Leon B, gracefully recovered compulsive overeater, calling from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Um, every time I get to this part in the Big Book, or I hear someone else share about it in the face-to-face, I'm always reminded of a, a step nine that, that I did. I'm thinking about those very last sentence that you know: "Remember, we would go to any length, you know, for for sobriety." and I had been through the steps, working 10, 11, 12, sponsoring, and um, I had another person that I had harmed that I didn't even know that I had harmed. You know, we harm people while we are in this disease, and we we don't even know it. Well, I didn't even know it, and this is my sister-in-law, and um, she's not married, has no children, and um, my my children are her children, and she wasn't coming around anymore, and, and I really didn't have a clue why. And then one day, my, my wife brought it to my attention, something I had said to her, and and probably in one of my food rages did say that, and but I clearly did not remember it. you know. And I told my sponsor about it, and he said, oh, if are going to start what we're doing, you need to write out like, um, a step nine amend, call me tomorrow, let's talk about it, which I did, which I recommend that everyone, you, you should talk these over with your your sponsor, and my high power speaks to me very clearly because when I meditated about how to how to go about doing this step nine, it was clear, put on your best suit, go get the biggest bouquet of flowers that you can find because I had a barrier I had to break down, and I drove two and a half hours to her job, and I showed up, and and that clearly broke down the barrier. She was in shock to see me dressed that way with the big bouquet of flowers. She had no clue what was going on. I took her outside her office, sat her down, told her what I was, uh, about the program that I was involved in, and I heard that I had made harm to her, p- apologized profusely um, and told her that I would, I would be better, I would try to do better, and, and really spoke to exactly what I had done to her. She cried. She broke down. And I didn't know I had hurt her boyfriend, too. And I said if he, was, if he were here, I would, I would apologize to him, too. She said, would you? I'm telling you, you got to go to any lengths. She took me to his house. I was scared to death. I said, this guy's going to shoot me. The last time I had an interaction with him, it was not good. But I sat down in his, on his couch in his house. He invited me in. I explained to him the exact same thing. Asked his forgiveness. Not, not asked his forgiveness. Apologized for what I had done. A grown man was in tears crying. We hurt people. I didn't even know I harmed this person. And thank God for you guys. Because someone called me just to see how I was doing. And I told them what I had just done, and they said, "Do not slip into self-pity, Leon. You've
5: done you've done the work, and I'm telling you, this work, take action and do it." And I passed with that. Sorry, I couldn't figure out what I was
0: doing here. Um, Okay, thank you so much, Leon. And now we will have Roz G.
16: Good morning. My name is Roz G. I'm a Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Palmdale, California. Wow, action. You know how Harlan always says, this isn't a program for people who want it. This is not a program for people who need it. This is a program for people who do it. And um, action is the magic word. Well, you know, I've taken many four steps over the years and it steps. And uh I'm currently doing that again. Taking it a little bit slowly slower because after fifteen years in OA there's one person who keeps showing up on my my resentment list. And there's something wrong with that. You know, to be mad at somebody and unaccepting Over that, over what that person does for 15 years, you know, supposedly being abstinent or sober, Um, and I don't think so. And I and I, my history is relapsing all the time. And so I discovered in this drastic self. I have to cough. Excuse me. I'm going to mute for like one
5: second to cough. Okay. Um, I,
16: self-appraisal. After this, I'm, I'm in the process of doing a self-appraisal, and I've learned that, you know, I learned a long time ago that a lot of the, I based all of my actions just about on fear. And now I also learned that I've based a lot of my actions and the way I treat people and the things I do because I don't feel as though I'm enough. And I have accomplished a lot of things in my life. I always have to be best. I always have to be on top. And I always have to be number one. And it's because I don't think I'm enough. And I keep doing more and more and more because I want to be, you know, it's my will. I want to be the best. I want the most attention. I want to do it because I need you to know who I am, and you know what that's exhausting it's tiring i'm I'm very tired of that, and it's hard to admit that and I have to look at the way I've treated this person, the way I've reacted, and I've made apologies to her in the past, but I keep going back to my same thing you know why because I didn't see the truth in the morning my sponsor and I pray help us to see the truth we pray the set aside prayer and we ask God to help us to see the truth okay I'm going to wrap up by saying I've seen the truth about myself and now it's time for me to act differently because I don't need to have to be number one and on top I am enough Enough. just as I am thank you I pass
0: Thank you, Vinny. I mean, I mean, Roz, I'm sorry. Vinny T, you're up now, followed by Karen, uh, I think, too. Am I being heard? Yes, Vinny, you are. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is Vinny T in North Carolina, and Roz, Roz had a perfect lead into my uh, thought, um, which is really kind of quick. Uh, that the action of practicing these 12 steps is a living amends to myself, you know, being willing to let God change me into a useful human being that, you know, I I can love myself and appreciate me
2: for what I have become. And I'll pass on
5: that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vinny. Okay, Karen, you, T, I think
0: it's T, whatever Karen said. Karen, you're up, followed by Dorita P. Hi. Hi, this is
17: Karen R. in North
0: Carolina. R. Okay, thank you, <laughs> Karen R. Okay.
17: Hi, compulsive um, overeater in North Carolina, in recovery. So great meeting today. Thank you for everybody who's doing service. Um part that was jumping out at me is where it talks about um, we're attempting to sweep away the debris that has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves and uh, I wanted to just say like, you know, we we do our amends and we give honor to the people we're doing amends to and we give peace We give peace and um, serenity to ourselves and we have um, a closer connection to our higher power and then we go on living our lives and what happens, you know, there are times I fall back into self-will and just like it says here, if I continue on that self-will, it's going to accumulate, like if I harm somebody and I don't work the rest of the step, you know, or work my, um, ninth step, you know, my 10th, if I don't go back and and rectify it, it's going to accumulate. And I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. It's part of, part of my makeup. And, and I, I don't have to beat myself up, but I have to be responsible. And, um, sometimes it's it's like taking that bit in the, in my mouth again, <laughs>
5: you know
17: and um being humble and coming to the person and um admitting my wrongs and seeing how I can make amends I had to do two of them yesterday and it was uncomfortable both of them and I uh But when it was done, I was grateful. And I think the one I did with my son, I think it actually brought us closer. You know, um, I've seen beautiful things come out of making amends. And I remember the first time I learned how to make amends, I told a spiritual advisor about that. And they said, Karen, that's God. That's God right there. And so for me the amends process is a miracle that I can actually do it, that I'm sober, that I'm abstinent, and then I'm making an amends, that I care about the other person, that I care at all, that I'm living I'm living life. Um so it is wonderful. So um, good to be here this morning and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Karen. And now we'll have Dorita P., and there should be some time for Sally A. Go ahead, please, Dorita.
18: Oh, thank you so much. My name is Dorita P. from Cleveland. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm just really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor. They say this is my signature, it's a, a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, so I'm really grateful. Uh, I have a seat here, and I'm talking fast. I want to say a few things, so I'm talking fast. I want to give the uh, last person an opportunity. Um, But yeah, my mom, I had a real, real big uh, resentment against my mom, and and it's really, to be honest, it's kind of ongoing. Uh, For example, uh, we had a little run-in about Christmas dinner. And uh, yesterday I called. uh, She wanted it. I wanted it one way. I asked her opinion, and she wanted to do it another way. Um, And I really didn't like her way. Um, But yesterday it crossed my mind, and like the previous uh, 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 speaker said, um, you know, it's a God thing. It's it's nothing but a God thing because, you know, it just crossed my mind yesterday morning to Dorita, your mom is getting older. Do it her way, and so we're doing it her way, and, um, and I'm just really, really grateful for this, for this program. And then the other one was um, I had a real big resentment, and it's it could be it could be ongoing against uh, white people. And I'm like, well, who do I talk about this resentment I have to? You know, most people in OA is white. I've had white sponsors. My very first sponsor was white. Um, But the conclusion I came to was that... you know what it what it taught me what this program taught me was to treat people as an individual, as individuals i used to clunk people together especially white people i used to clunk them together and so like when one white person would harm me i would clunk them together again you know i would try to treat them individually then when one white person do something here i go clunking them together again and say white people is something else <laughs> but um you know I'm back to treating them as individuals and I just need to treat everybody as individuals. I don't need to clunk, clump it anybody together as a group. Um so I'm just really grateful. Um and I'll give the other I have one more to talk about, but I'll talk about him another day. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Jarita and um Sally, I think you may have about thirty seconds. I'm sorry. Oh. Um if you want to jump in real quick
17: okay i'll talk really really fast thank you everybody um this is a miracle program like everyone's saying it's a god program i've been having difficulty with the food and miraculously i heard i harmed someone yesterday and i do that when i'm in my disease i'm a horrible person in my disease i didn't realize that then the 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 miracle was my spirit when i walked away my spirit felt disgusting So I decided to go make an amends. And instantly, I felt like an angel risen from above. Like I felt so much better, and I stayed abstinent for the rest of the day. And
0: that is a miracle, because that's not how I used to be. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Sally. And thank you um, to everyone who shared this morning, Um, all the people who helped to make this meeting possible, and all the people who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, December 18th, 2019, 7 a.m. meeting is 13,844. That's 13844. 4. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Craig F please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
11: Yeah, hi, it's Craig, still Craig F, recovered in Tills, Oklahoma.